This is Blaine Zimmerman from Circle City Vets, and on today's episode, we have Jim Deal from Salesforce's Vet Force Indy. The mission of VeteranCast is to educate, inform, and improve the lives of veterans in our community. This is a podcast hosted and produced by veterans in order to serve our sisters and brothers. Welcome to the episode, everybody. Uh, today we got Jim Deal from Salesforce's Vet Force Indy. Welcome, Jim. Thank you. Uh, also in the room, Doug, of course, as always. Hello. And Matt Hall is enjoying some of the free beer again. You may hear one or two sentences from him. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe a little bit more after the beer. <laughs> <laughs> so last week when we talked to Operation Job Ready Vets, um, you heard us kind of talk a little bit about the Vet Force program. And, um, I reached out to Jim and in a pretty short notice was able to come on and talk about it. And we just thought it was really good timing. Um, you know, kind of before we get into this and we'll jump into it at the end of the show, we have a lot of really good episodes coming up. We are lined up with some really good organizations and some veteran owned businesses and stuff like that coming up. So the months of March and April are going to be, I'm very excited about them. When Blaine says we, he means he, <laughs> he lined up <laughs> some great people. I've been, I've been hitting the network and adding people on LinkedIn and trying to find the, the most interesting stories and organizations that we can. So we've got some good stuff coming up. Um, just in case, you know, anything falls through, I don't want to say exactly who it is, but the, so the episodes we have coming, um, starting with next week's, you know, live recording yeah. at, uh, at tech warriors, um, it's going to be a good couple months for us. So, Jim. Yes. Let's talk vet force. But first, yeah. How did where where are you coming from? You were a marine, right? Yeah, I'm a marine. Uh, joined in '94. Got out around 2006. Spent probably a total of 10 years in. Um, went to Iraq in 2003 as part of First Marine Division. Um, headed up data communications uh, platoon while we were over there. So it's been. A, Spent about seven months um, going through Iraq, uh, getting back to Kuwait, and came back, went to the reserves, got out, and uh, started a, more of a business career. Then um, in 2008, when the, the economy took a downturn, I jumped back into IT and got some certifications, started at Reed Hospital, then moved to Allison Transmissions, and finally ended, ended in uh, at Salesforce. And so now I'm a, basically an information security architect at Salesforce, but I'm also the director of VetForce Indy. So, um, as a data, what was it in the Marines that you were? Datacom. A data, well, they call them data dinks, but basically it was IT for combat. So you were an IT. They meaning you. Yeah. (laughs) So as an IT guy in the Marines in like the initial push in 2003, what was that like? What did you do? Well, looking back on it now, it seems fairly, um, elementary um 2003 if you think about it the you know the internet wasn't what it was today you don't have social media you really didn't have blogs and stuff like that so but it was basically putting some um basic you know we had some servers in the back of a humvee with a box on the back of it It had come some cables plugged into it ran fiber to who is now well i kind of go out and say this is my uh claim to fame is as i was uh i hope i can say it on here but i was basically general mattis's the current dod secretary um i was his email bitch basically okay. <laughs> that's what i was you can say it yeah so, so you know somewhere there's a captain complaining about that right <laughs> his but butter bars was a i'd go in there and his 
his butter bar, second lieutenant. Uh, so you were a lieutenant in the Marines? No, I was a staff sergeant. But okay. I was a platoon sergeant uh, guy, as, a, as a sergeant. I was there, but uh, I was platoon sergeant. But yeah, we would run fiber to his hooch and plug him up, and he'd have an email. It was basically the, the longest... Uh, to be clear, hooch is where he lived. It wasn't something else. That's true. No, <laughs> I seriously doubt if General Mattis is smoking the hooch. <laughs> but you never know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty easy back then. We didn't have the security we have now. We certainly didn't have social media. and But we were beaming uh, data across the, the globe back to the, the states in real time as we basically jumped through from Kuwait all the way up to Iraq. To Baghdad, so it's crazy. Yeah. So, um, you're at Salesforce now. Mm-hmm. Um, how'd you get involved in Vet Force? Was it you wanted to do it? That was it already established here in Indy? Where you kind of? No, it wasn't really established. Uh, Salesforce had established the actual program, and we'll probably get more into that, I'm sure. But uh, last January, a couple of vets that work at Salesforce decided to start. I mean, Indianapolis has 2,200 Salesforce employees. We're the second largest hub outside of San Francisco. If you look outside, you know, Salesforce is towering over the city. So I mean, we have a very large presence, and we thought it would be good to start the vet, uh, a vet force in what we're calling Ohana or family group. And so, plus with the program itself that they offer to veterans, uh, a couple of us just got together and decided to start VetForce Indy. Um, before we jump into that, you, can you give some background on like the Salesforce culture you mentioned? Sure. Ohana. Yeah. So Mark Benioff and Salesforce was started in 1999 out of a rented room in, in San Francisco and built itself out to be the uh, premier platform as a service or CRM. It's grown a bit, a lot more since then. But, um, you know, Salesforce's culture is all about diversity togetherness and they use the term ohana uh, like family so we have these ohana groups for lg lgbtq vet force uh bold force out force those kind of things and it's just really a way for employees to grab onto a cause if they will and really run with it right so one great thing about salesforce is we're given 56 volunteer hours a year to do during their work day so they give us basically a week and two days to go out and volunteer. So we volunteer for with the VFW and some of the veteran service organizations, as well as some other organizations. Uh, Matt's Azmuth, I know we didn't do much last year, and we'll try to help a little bit more, but we try to go out and help the community, bring them into our Ohana. Um, if we know of veterans that are in need or in crisis, we try to help them out as well. Plus, we look in our internal and try to get our employees to self-identify as veterans and then also help them because they some struggle they may have a good job they may struggle and and um a lot of times you know california-based silicon valley-based stuff aren't real open i wouldn't say open but you know sometimes a vet can get lost especially being here in the midwest the values are somewhat different that kind of stuff and so we really really push to get our veterans in indianapolis to self-identify so if they ever need anything or that kind of stuff we can jump on board and help them can you can you kind of go into uh how they self-identify i know because right now in the city we're working on two different terms veteran and and have you served i know it's a big issue with the homeless population right you know are you a veteran uh, no, I never went to Iraq. I never went to Vietnam. You know, I, none of that stuff. However, I did serve five years from from, you know, eighty to to eighty five. So, do you do you address that through Have you ever served, or do you use the Are, are you a veteran? We ask. I mean, in our in our systems, they ask if if you've. 
been a member of the ser- any service and they ask you to do that and that's what they consider a veteran and depending on who you talk to you know old school when I was coming through it's like if you had and this was after 91 the first Iraq you know first uh, war in Kuwait uh, against Saddam Hussein, it was like, if you haven't gone overseas and fought in combat, you're not a veteran. Well, I think times have changed a little bit. If you Nowadays, I mean, even during the Cold War, when it was Cold War, you know, we were fighting in a war, and now we're fighting global terrorism. So if you're in the services now, you're a veteran. There's no question. So we try to get the guys out there, and we have a system where we can go in and say, yep, I'm a service member. Yep, I'm a veteran. Or yes, I'm a disabled veteran. And they actually ask you your percentage because one, organizations get some tax breaks every once in a while from hiring veterans as well as Salesforce really wants to know who their veterans are. They, they, it's not that they push them away. It's just they really like having that uh, veteran presence. You know, to, to even go further is we have a, a learning kind of platform called Trailhead. And we had a part of what VetForce did is developed a trailhead or a learning platform for hiring managers and managers themselves to show the value of hiring a veteran, right? Some of the things they bring, right? You know, right? For me, I run at breakneck speed. I, I am constantly go. I've got that operational tempo, that situational awareness working in security. And when I look around sometimes who aren't vets and I look at them and go, you guys need to pick it up. You need to pick it up. Well, my boss knows that I move really fast. So he really tailors his message to me around, I'm a veteran and I move at breakneck speed because I'm a veteran and not because of anything else. You know, I also have PTSD, so they understand that. Um, so really getting folks to self-identify and Salesforce is great, has a great culture of just bringing some people together and, and helping them out, not making any one individual feel left out or anything like that. So their Ohana is truly Ohana where they make you feel like family. Yeah. Yeah, and I know, I mean, that culture coming from for those people that don't know the salesforce here really stems from exact target and being acquired by salesforce and that culture here in indy was really started with exact target it, it just kind of shifted from orange to blue mm-hmm. um yeah. it was it was in the the cultures are very similar um and i know like any acquisition you're gonna have a little bit of turnover but the majority of people that i know personally that were exact target people that stuck around and stayed with salesforce like they've said like there's not a huge difference you know, the color's different, yeah. but the overall culture is the same. And you were exact target, yeah. Doug, like you, I'm sure, you know, people that have made that too. You've oh, yeah. seen the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I, it's always funny because I think a lot of companies talk about culture where they, uh, they cried, try to create a culture, um, you know, and, and exact target, it wasn't really created. It was, you know, we were a startup working at mass, you know, at, at that incredible speed. And it was just everybody just did everything to keep moving the company forward. And so it was one of those weird things where it didn't take, I mean, there was incredible leadership with Scott Dorsey, Scott McCorkle, um, Joanne uh, Gotchalk, who's still over there, I think. Uh, and uh, and, and uh, so there was these leaders, but they, they really early on just got out of everybody's way. And that was their big thing was just get out of the way, let this thing go. And, uh, and I think that that's what carried over was when Salesforce came in, it was such a, honestly, a smooth transition. Um, and I was gone by then, but all my friends that stayed were just like, it's just like it was yesterday, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and there was some of us like the early, early days were crazy, mm-hmm. you know, and we had, you know, like I, I joke with people that I had. 
I had the keys to the kingdom. Like I could log in as admin and I could change anybody's permission in the whole system. You know, of course, stuff like that got locked down after yeah. a while, yeah. you know, and processes tightened up and everything. But that, that culture of just, Hey, who are we going to help? And, and how are we going to help them stuck? I mean, they were, they were sales driven and they were account management. You know, they, they wanted cu customers to be happy. And so sales would lob the bomb over the wall to yeah. <laughs> account management and customer service and, and customer service would make sure that they took care of the customer. And I think that's what has really stuck this entire time. Well, I don't know. And, and Mark Benioff, who's the CEO, I, I don't know it verbatim, but he said something similar. He's part of the uh, World Economic Forum. And he basically said, by investing in our stakeholders, we will drive our business something to that extent. I'm paraphrasing. But basically, let's care. And shareholders come, <clears throat> not in any bad way, but shareholders come second. Your employees, your community, your stakeholders, those people that are are truly invested in seeing Salesforce successful are, are those customers that continue to come back. And that's how they've driven to become one of the fastest growing software companies. Isn't that like a, uh, a Richard Branson kind of mantra as well? Yeah, you it's know, a take philosophy. Care of your people if first. you ever hear him talk too, you kind of get that feel. He's got a hell of a ponytail. He doesn't like to wear shoes. Um, <laughs> big time name dropper. <laughs> I've heard him speak a couple times with Connections, which is a big Salesforce conference, used to be yeah. here in Indianapolis. And um, I heard him speak at that. And, you know, he was talking about like, oh, I was just at a wedding with my friend Lady Gaga. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he do, you do, if you've ever heard Richard Branson speak and you've heard Mark Benioff speak, there's a lot of similarities between the two men. So, um, so one, go ahead. Doesn't that sound like a first art though? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't yeah. that sound like a senior NCO? Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's how I approach my job on a daily basis. Currently, I don't have anybody reporting to me, but I work with a lot of people and it's, it's more about them. How can I help take care of you? And most veterans have that. It's how yeah. can I take care of my buddy next to me? How can yeah. I take care of that person across the table from me? And a lot of times they don't realize that I even tell my boss, look, the money is great. The recognition is great, but if if I know that you can stand up there and you're not going to get in trouble and you're going to look good, then yep. that makes me feel better. And I think that that's sometimes missing from some some people that understand veterans because, you know, uh, uh, someone who's served in the military at all understands the importance of that person next to you. So, so before we get jump into like the nitty gritty with Vet Force, one of the things that I did want to talk about was. <clears throat> The, the fact that the, the way it works with being becoming an administrator or mm -hmm. like the business analyst path or whichever path, mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to work at Salesforce. No. You can get right. these certifications and it makes you really marketable because there's almost an industry that's popped up in Indianapolis just to be a provider, a service provider for Salesforce. So you have these companies like Lovementum and Aperio. Yeah, am I saying that right? Yeah, um, Nimblejack and companies like that mm -hmm. that basically they're sustained by doing work for Salesforce and by getting a Salesforce certification, you became become not only really marketable to Salesforce itself, but to, you know, probably 25 companies yeah. Yeah. that rely on Salesforce for their model um, because they don't have to pay for you to go get those certifications anymore. So um, I did want to make sure that we, we address that, that it's not, we're not the vet force model while it's a Ohana group, 
at Salesforce, it does affect a lot other a lot oh, yeah. of other businesses, oh, yeah. and it does present a lot of opportunities outside of just opportunities there. Too. Well, and I, I think a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that Salesforce is just looking for developers too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so while while there is that giant sucking sound coming from <laughs> the yeah. center of the city, you know the the supporting roles in Salesforce are a lot more. Uh, uh, you know, there's a lot more of those. Yeah. And so there's product management, customer support, and uh, account management. Animals. And then of course you have all the administrative, you know, uh, needs over there. And so it's, it's so, I always tell everybody, you know, people are like, well, you left, you know, and, and they say, what, you know, should I go work over there? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, yes, absolutely. You should. And, um, you know, the, the benefits that I saw were, uh, incredible exposure to, to high end opportunities. You know, I was walking into boardrooms and I was, you know, 30 years old, I didn't know my ass from a hole in the wall, you know, and they just trusted me, you know, to take care of customers and stuff. And then, and then you're, you're looking at a modern agile software as a service company, which is, you know, that those are the fastest growing organizations on earth right now. And so all of those, those pieces are, are just incredible to go, to go get that experience there. It is. I mean, if you know anything about cloud, it's growing. I mean, it's like Moore's law, right? Yeah. The amount of uh, memory that you're able to, or storage you're able to have will decrease by half in cost. So, I mean, we're seeing an explosion and we're calling it the fourth re- fourth industrial revolution. And it's all about data. Yeah. Right? We have internet of things that are uh, spanning stuff back. You've got, uh, you know, uh, our uh, accessories that are talking over the internet and, and, you know, Salesforce is kind of right at the middle of it. Dude, I couldn't couldn't agree. Just working with the city here, the 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 data that and the people that want the data and, and want to control the data is frustrating at times because it's tough to get things done when somebody doesn't want to give you the data that you need because they want to control it. But at the same time, you're right. I, and I'm going to use that the the fourth industrial revolution. That's 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 apropos. Yeah. I, I mean, it really is. I mean, the way things are starting to communicate now and the ability to have just anything really at your fingertips is is just spawning this industrial revolution. And, you know, we've got targeted, we're using artificial intelligence, you know, we've got platforms that do nothing but analyze data and predict stuff. So, I mean, th- we are in a prime, I mean, I, I think about, I grew up in Indy. So I remember the days of when, and my mom always says this, when they would roll up the carpets at five o'clock and downtown would shut down, right? And I mean, over the year, over the years, it's changed, but we're starting to see this really through the use of Salesforce, and they got Infosys, I think, coming in as well, and some of these tech organizations coming in. You're starting to see just this influx of of income and and diversity and, and stuff like that, and it's it's a, it's a game changer in indie. Yeah. So, so I'm sitting here with three IT guys. Yeah. Do, do, do we want to talk about like taking the hill or infantry tactics or oh, something sure. like that? I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I will say you talked about the sidewalks rolling up at five o'clock. I know there's another podcast coming out soon. Talks about how that changed and yeah. why that changed. Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. Oh, What's yeah. that well, called? It's called Hidden Indie. April 4th is when that's coming out. Maybe we'll talk Look, more about that You got a little plug. Later. Yeah. Uh, thanks for that. I didn't no pay problem. you for that. Um, so let's talk about uh, VetForce. Let's talk about what it does. How do you get involved? What what happens when you, you know, kind of uh, sign up as a veteran that's like, maybe I need to go get a certificate. How do you do that? Sure. So one of the things that beyond just being an Ohana group or a group within in Salesforce for employees, Salesforce has now under 
they have a trailhead platform. It's basically a learning platform. It kind of turns learning the platform into a game, right? So you go and you do these modules, you walk through them. Some of them are hands-on, some of them are, you know, uh, multiple choice, but it's out there and it's free for anybody. So anybody can go out there and get on trailhead and they can start taking courses. The difference and what Salesforce did is they understood that veterans are important. Uh, they bring a lot to the table. So they developed the vet force program. So you can do, go and do all the trailheads you want, but to become a certified administrator, a certified developer, an analyst or salesperson for, for the Salesforce platform, you have to be certified. And that's what these organizations are really looking at. So what Salesforce did is said, you know what, we're going to package up a trailhead, we're going to put up a curriculum, and we're going to give you mentors, and we're going to pay for the certification for any veteran or veteran spouse. I shouldn't say veteran, I should say service member, you know, veteran, disabled vet, or their spouse, which is huge. I mean, not just veterans, but their spouses. I mean, think about think about that. In, in my mind, I think about that Marine I served with who's now a master sergeant who's got 20 years in. He's going to retire. He's probably going to get out and have to look for a job. His wife's going to have to go somewhere and look for a job, and they, she can get that certification just as much as he can, right? Because, I mean, I have a buddy who just got promoted a master sergeant, and he's now going out to California. Well, his wife can't have a, a job right now because she's got stuff, and when she moves to California, she probably could get a job but is she going to have a career probably not well and then the the opportunity with the gig economy too is right is that you get certified you can work remote yes you can absolutely. work remote for companies as a crm administrator you know for customer support as a developer yeah. you know and so um we're seeing it now that these people well, get a job with a company and then they move around the whole country just working out of coffee shops and mm -hmm. off of bandwidth. Yeah. Could you take those courses while you're still in in your yes. last yeah. year before you get out? Absolutely. And the one thing I want to say about them is when this program, not when it first started, but when I first heard about it probably a year, year and a half ago, I jumped on and just started going down some of the trailhead stuff just to see what it was about so that if I ever had to talk about it, I could, you know, yeah. have a little bit of knowledge of what it was like. And if you're listening and you're, you know, an army officer or NCO, it's very similar to the structured self-development, the SSD that you have to take. And I know people are going to roll their eyes. Matt is very upset right now. However, it is, you've got, if I have to see Sergeant Smith teach me about accident avoidance one more time <laughs> with his black beret, maybe you, you not. I but it's one of the, it's almost like a comfort level thing. You get into it and you're like, oh, I've done these courses a lot in the army. Now the, the subject matter and the content's different, but you're watching a video, you're learning a little bit, then you're clicking around and doing it yourself. You're finding out what you did right and what you did wrong. And then at the end, there's a test. Yep. So like anybody that's been in the military in the last 10 years has had to go through those courses to get promoted. Learning management yeah, system. Exactly. Yeah, it yeah. is a learning management system. So for people out there, you know, we've talked about this before with veterans in tech, men and women that are out there that are thinking, well, I was just X in the military. I, I don't have a job in tech for me. Go take these courses. Yeah. A, they're free. You're going to get a certification that's probably going to cost, what, $2,000? to that, yeah. Um, and then you'll get a job if you're in Indy. I think right now admins are averaging 65, 70 yeah. grand a year. Developers are yeah. close to 80. I think, in, and, and the thing is, is that because 
Salesforce is, has a major hub here. There are, like you were talking about, there are major integrators here. Mm. And that's big money, especially if you get on with an integrator and maybe you don't like working at, a, at an organization for very long. You go in and you can help these integrate and then make that money and have a career outside of what you're doing. Can I ask, what, it, it, real quickly, in like one sentence, what's the difference between administrator, sales, uh, developer, Business analyst, uh, analyst? Sure. What, what, what is, what are kind of the... So an administrator basically just works on the platform administering rules administering just really anything you think from an administrator standpoint security access authorization rights what they're able to get to what data they're able to see what role they have you know implementing applications that developers have because if you know anything it, maybe your your listeners don't but really what cloud is it's basically server farms somewhere off your premises, not in your control, being managed by somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that's what we are. We have just probably hundreds of data centers across the world, and basically each data center holds the application and all the customers in there in that what we call stack, but then it's able to talk to every other data center. So it's able to pull all this data and it's able to move around. So it's truly kind of a cloud. The difference is, is rather than having something installed on your laptop that you have to go to, you're actually going to a website to do this, right? So you would go to whatever your Salesforce instance was, you would go there, you'd log in and you administer. So you're, you're the guys who tell me that I can't access my pictures because they're on right. the... Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, because they are. They have bad content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Air but, quotes, bad right, content. Right, right, bad content. But, uh, so administrators do basic, like I said, they administer it. They give it the rights. It's like what you would think your typical back-in-the-day system administrator might do. Whereas a developer is actually writing what we call Apex code, which is based off JavaScript and C++, and actually going in there and writing code. I mean, they're developing applications that, that for that organization. The great thing about Salesforce is it's completely customizable. So you can customize the look to make it look like your brand. You can customize the applications. I mean, it started off as a CRM, but it's truly evolved into really any use case can adapt to it. I know, and CRM means customer relationship management. So you think of a sales organization, they have contacts, you reach out to those contacts, you start a deal, it would start tracking that all the way through. But now we've got healthcare, life sciences that are involved. We've got, you know, the DOD and the gov are involved from uh, that side of the house. So now we know, you know, what the trailhead is, all the different jobs that you can learn from the trailhead. I think that what everybody really wants to know at this point is like, how do I sign up? How do I get involved? Where do I go? Sure. How do I prove I'm a vet to make sure I get it for free? Yeah. So you go to vetforce.salesforce.com or you can go to Google and just search vetforce and it'll bring it up and it'll bring up you to, uh, to a main page. And so they've implemented something called Troop ID. So it's pretty quick. You go online. I think you enter your social security number. And I think the day you went in, I can't remember, but basically it'll ask you three questions. It'll go through and it'll verify your service. It'll verify that you were discharged or you're in or whatever it is, but it'll verify your service and then it'll open it up right to you. And then you can pick if you want to be admin, developer, analyst, or sales. And then once you go through the trailhead, you can, you'll always have uh, availability to a mentor. Like I see on a daily basis, guys coming in who are veterans tagged in our chatter. We call it chatter, but it's a community that, that say, hey, I need some help here. And we've got guys that'll reach out. So you'll always be mentored. And then at the end of it, you either come into a class, a boot camp, they'll call it a boot camp, or 
um, you can just require you request your cert certificate and then you can go and get certified. Once you become certified, then you can go out and start looking. Also in the VetForce thing, we have a job board, that, not necessarily a job board, but it basically gives you who our integrators are and who may be looking for it. Mm -hmm. And so you can go and start searching there. But I'll tell you in Indianapolis, just downtown, any corner on the street you look, they probably yeah. got Salesforce. They're probably doing Salesforce, yeah. <laughs> and even if they're not like a service provider, like I know my company has nothing to do with Salesforce at all, but we integrated Salesforce as a CRM and wanted to hire an administrator. like. So it's, it's not just like going even, it goes even further than just Salesforce and service providers. Like any company you can think of that has a sales organization probably uses Salesforce and they need somebody to run their Salesforce platform. Well, and then any marketing automation, sales automation, almost anything anymore is going to have a Salesforce integration associated with it as well. So it's, it's pretty much every piece of software on the planet yeah. Yeah. <laughs> has a path to Salesforce. Yeah. Nowadays. And I know that when I signed up for it, it was like within, I think 48 hours, somebody called mm -hmm. from a mentorship standpoint, mm -hmm. like, Hey, just checking in. So you signed up, wanted to find out why you signed up, what your goals are, stuff like that. Let me know. Here's my phone number. Let me know how I can help in any way. And I want to push this because I think it's important. This isn't just for service members and veterans. This is also for their spouses, which I yeah. think mm -hmm. is a great, 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 great thing. Because I think some, it's a lot of times, especially uh, for service members who have been deployed or going through deployments, a lot of times the spouses are left behind and we know all about that. And this will give them that. And granted, the the government has got done a really good job of compensating to a certain degree when someone is deployed um they could do better but just to have this in a in a spouse's back pocket to throw out there not just okay. while they're in but but when they get out as well as well it's it's a hell of a lot better to be you know i mean instead of looking for the next waitress job at the next mm -hmm. you know place you know to to get a job that that ap absolutely is a great career path and this goes right back into blaine's circle city vets with recruiting, uh, attracting and retaining talent to Indianapolis. It's just not talent. It, it, it's just not veterans. It is families. It is spouses. It is sons and daughters. If you're, if you're a retiree and you have an 18 year old, you know, it's, it's, it could be a applicable there as well. I mean, there's, there's other things to bring, uh, veterans here than just a single solitary job. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and I, this is a good time to disclaim. It's not my circle city vets. It's ours. The, uh, all three of us are on the board. So just as a disclaimer, Jim, Jim sits on the board for circle city vets as well. That's right. Um, and that's, that's one of the ways that you can, uh, get somebody to come on a podcast last minute. <laughs> on the board. <laughs> yeah. You just reach out to the people that are closest to you. Um, well, so and I, on that, I would like to thank the mayor for bringing this to the forefront. I know you, Matt, you could probably take that. I think it's a great thing that he's doing by bringing this up and trying to retain it and be Salesforce being here and the other organizations that are involved. I think it's, it's a great thing that it, that's being done to help veterans in Indy. It's, it's kind of new around the country. It's kind of, uh, there's, there's two or three other cities that are trying to do something like this. We're all kind of forging our own way at the same time, but, um, we're going to be the best at it. We point. are. And, and we're, we're, you know, we're, we're learning off each other and it's kind of a cool, cool time to be looking at veteran tra transition and, uh, assisting and aiding veterans. Yeah. yeah. It, I don't think that you know, we're totally off subject now, but I don't think it really hit me kind of what we were doing until some other cities started reaching out to us yeah. saying, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh wow. Okay. We, we've got so. <laughs> someone coming out to the tech warriors event, I think from rally. 
Raleigh Durham, yeah, yeah, next week. So they want to see what we're up to. So that's great. So we're not only better at basketball than them, but now that we want to, <laughs> from state perspective, now they want to figure out how they to. They might be get listening more to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that that I think that they would enjoy that rivalry. Yeah. Like I'm sure that anybody that's a Duke or North Carolina fan thinks that North Carolina is more of a basketball state than Indiana. They're wrong, but yeah. it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know enough about basketball. That's very embarrassing. I don't know now he's like, I think I just lost him. I, I don't know if the balls inflated or stuffed, but uh, there's a hoop. And a, it's the round thing. The round thing. Yeah. Oh, ball. you blasphemy. Yeah. I can't believe that. You're not from here. No, I, I'm a football guy. So yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So um, wrapping up, I, just, I did have one question kind of going back to the beginning of the podcast. Do you have any um, SFW, suitable for work, stories from your deployment that you can tell about General Mattis? Not about General Mattis per se, but, you know, I think anybody that's, I think one of the, is he as awesome in person as he seems? He, he's a very nice man, you know, let's oh, put nice. it that way. That's not, I don't think yeah, you'd want to be well, characterized as I'm nice. a nice man and nobody likes me. So. No, <laughs> I mean, and the thing was, it's not, every, and if you look, not everybody likes him. I think right. the one thing about him is, is he is um, definitely, um, whether you like him or not, the way that he wants to work and the, the direction he wants to go is his own, mm -hmm. right? And, and for the most part, in every dealing that I had with him, he absolutely has the the best interest of whoever he's leading in his mind. It's not like he's going to go off the rails or go off and do something that's going to put anybody in danger. I mean, he had to probably make some very difficult decisions. I have no idea. I was a lowly staff sergeant, so I have no idea. But... You know, I felt comfortable being led by him, and, and currently I feel good about him being Secretary of Defense. I was excited for it. I was excited to see all those Marines up there in, in Trump's administration, whether it be Kelly or Mattis or uh, the couple of other that. But he, he truly is the warrior savant. I mean, he, yeah. he, he... I think that the majority of the people that are listening to this, especially the veterans that listen to it, which are probably the majority, yeah, uh, pretty supportive I mean, let's, let's face it he, he got into government at a, at a totally different level than, than being in the military and he has had every chance to step on his crank yeah. that, that he that has been put in front of him and every time he has done in my opinion what his morals and, and what his yeah. what his upbringing has told him to do and it, it just keep that moral compass straight and and i got to give it to him i mean it literally he you look at everybody else in that and you know Trump's administration has has cycled through a few few positions a couple times and Mattis is just steadfast and loyal the and thing I like going. about it is you don't hear much from him yeah. yeah yeah really to be honest with you you don't hear him in the news you don't hear him pouting off and and, and uh, it's like what was well granted we were in the middle of, of somewhat of a terrorism war but Ram, uh, Rumsfeld when he was yeah. Bush, he was always on the news, right? You know, all that kind of stuff, and you just don't see him. And that he didn't know what he didn't know. And that's right. And so, <laughs> with Mattis, it's kind of like he goes about his thing. I, I feel comfortable that he's over the Department of Defense. I think he's doing a, a fine job, and you know, I look forward to uh, seeing what else he can do. At least he's the 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 the, the Marines that I still talk to are, are saying he's making some very good changes. So, I, I almost feel like it's refreshing to not have the political background right oh. it's refreshing just for him to say exactly what he's thinking mm -hmm. you know some of his quotes are yeah like, like this is before you know some of his his quotes from his military career are yeah. they they get you fired up yeah. <laughs> the uh, motivational yeah we'll sing folk songs about him I mean, yeah <laughs> so vetforce.salesforce.com or 
Just search simply Vet just Force. search Vet Force. You're mm-hmm. going to get there. Um, I strongly encourage anybody, e- even if it's not something that you think that it's a career path or something like that, or even if you have a job that you really like, if you got free time, go down the trailhead. Yeah, look, you know? I don't care if you're working for a nonprofit or an attorney or whatever. Yeah. The chances of getting a CRM in there and having to to do it are 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 incredibly strong. So it's not. At you the know, very least, if you're listening to this, you probably care about veterans, yeah. veteran issues, veteran transition stuff, and do what I did. Like I never got certified. I only made it through, you know, half of a trailhead, but it was just, I did it so I could talk about it. So yeah. that if people ask, I have some sort of baseline knowledge to be able to tell them what it's like. Yeah. I want to put it out there. You don't have to have a tech background at all. This is right. going to teach you from the ground up. I mean, you can be a mechanic and come in and, and, and I'm not putting mechanics down, but you're using your hand. An right? infantry officer. An infantry. Yeah. O- there you go. Yeah. A butter bar. Like hey, Matt. You know what? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you could be a butter bar infantry officer. <laughs> You might fail in that. You can pass the trail. It might take you four times to get certified. Damn well, do it. Awesome. Well, might be a captain by the time you get it. (laughs) Well, thanks everybody so much for listening to this episode. Please visit VeteranCast.com for additional information. Subscribe to our podcast, and we'd also appreciate a review. God bless you, and God bless America.